0: Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one best-selling book, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a sensitive soul, welcome to the Light Warrior Radio podcast. I'm so happy that you're here, and I'd love for you to join our community. We call it the Light Medicine Community, and you can actually get a free gift and come into the community at the same time. So I do have a PDF guide called the Sensitive Soul Empowerment guide the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity and personal power so that you can live the life of your dreams and be totally on purpose and helping us create heaven on earth all together and uh, through that PDF uh, you will get a link to go right into the light medicine community which is on an app called Circle and we really like it it's sort of like sort of looks like Facebook except you know they don't spy on you and there's no like censoring. So, (laughs) so we really have a lot of fun. We do many healings on there. So we'd love for you to join the community. Now today I have a very special guest um, and I have had this question for quite some time and uh, lo and behold, the universe was like, here you go. <laughs> I had the question of who is this Mary Magdalene? Like I've heard like she was Jesus's number one apostle. I've heard that she was his wife. I've heard, you know, that she has her own books and it, it's not included in the Bible. So I was like, I'm not an expert in this arena. Please give me someone who is and ta <laughs> So uh, today's guest is Marguerite uh, Regalioso. And she's a PhD and the foremost authority on the history of the virgin birth and the author of the bold new award-winning book, The Mystery Tradition of Miraculous Conception. Well, let's, we could talk a little bit about that too. Mary and the Lineage of Virgin Birth. So Marguerite has taught many graduate and undergraduate courses in the US and the UK. And in 2012, founded her own Seven Sisters Mystery School, through which she's been teaching about the sacred feminine and mentoring clients on the evolutionary spiritual path. Her newest course, The Seven Mysteries of Magdalene, is uh, enrolling, uh, started in February of 2023. So if you're watching this after that, uh, it is now available on replay. and You can, of course, connect with her after and uh, find out more about that course. Um, Just so you know, she's also the author of Virgin Mother Goddesses of Antiquity and the Cult of Divine Birth in Ancient Greece. So, so happy to welcome you to the show marguerite thank you so much karen i'm really happy
1: to be here with you uh
0: well you know you just look like the goddess that i imagine you to be given (laughs) (laughs) given you know your specialty so tell us about how you grew up like how does one become interested in this kind of stuff in the first place
1: you know, <laughs> it's it's a, it's a matter of whether you just want to talk about this lifetime or other lifetimes. And oh, I Oh,
0: we're all good for all of it.
1: <laughs> we're all good for the You know, I just think this is um a plan over a number of lifetimes, as it was, I believe, with Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, where you come back again and again and again in different guises. And sometimes mm-hmm. these are positive guises, sometimes negative. You're learning all the way. And then you have this rendezvous with destiny written in your contract, like, wow, I'm going to come to earth right about now and help deliver these certain messages as a means of being in service and cleansing my own karma for Mm -hmm. other things that have gone on. So that's kind of like the big picture. And then in this lifetime. So, you know, if you believe that you choose your families, what I chose was to grow up in a Catholic family, Italian American, where my mother was ill and she was going to die, which she did when I was young. And so that I was 10 years old. And so that was an initiation into the death realms, really. And by being an initiation into the death realms, it's an initiation into the other worlds, right? Um, you begin a great curiosity. What is the soul? Where does the soul go? And so I think in a way that was my awakening to the goddess right there. And after that, certainly, you know, going through many travails, difficulties, hell realm experiences um, that I had to heal from that took me on the healing path. And so the healing path joined with the spiritual path and many other things happened in between. But, you know, here I am. That's one version of the short story. Oh that that's very
0: interesting. Now, I grew up Catholic as well, and I was very religious growing up um, until I hit university and my future husband, then boyfriend was an atheist and he shared with me about all the atrocities that the church had performed over the history and i didn't know anything about history i was so innocent right and about crusades and the things and i literally was so shocked i just became atheist overnight i was like how could this be um and then later on you know being my own illness and then connecting to my own spirituality i realized religion is not spirituality and um yeah probably everyone who's watching the show is like ah yeah (laughs) We we get that. Um but Mary Magdalene has always been a mystery to me, and somehow I'm very drawn to learn more about her. So I'm so excited for you to share uh some of that information. Where, where do you think
1: we should start? Right. I mean, you know, Mary Magdalene, she is a mystery and she's filled with mysteries, and that's what I'm teaching in my class, the seven mysteries of Magdalene, because I've discerned that out of what I've read. Uh, in the not only the canonical, you know, official gospels, but the the, not what are called the Gnostic gospels, that's where all the good stuff is, really. <laughs> mm, does <laughs> About- that have to
0: do with the Essenes, or I don't really I
1: think so. I mean, some okay. people think that what's being described in a lot of the Gnostic gospels was the philosophy, were the philosophies and the lifestyles of the Essenes, this group mm. of spiritual people um, in the. Middle Eastern part of the world, Egypt and and the Levant coast and so forth. And so, you know, by looking at that material, because I always like to ground in the texts and then sort of receive intuition and revelation from there. And, and so um, I just became really, really interested in the texts. And the person who really helped me with that was Margaret Starbird. You know, this is a name that is from back in the '90s when she wrote her book, *The Woman with the Alabaster Jar*, that Dan Brown based his book, *The Da Vinci Code*, on. It was oh. all of her research. I mean, she was the pioneer. She was the door opener about Mary Magdalene, and I was starting to awaken to the goddess back in the '90s, and so I began to teach uh, on Mary Magdalene, her material, and then I I got exposed to the scholar Karen King at Harvard. Her material, her book on Mary Magdalene's gospel—the gospel that was written where she is the main person in it—and um, I was able to, I was able to really like read into what was being said. It's kind of a dense text, you know. And over the years, I w- I've been able to understand all this material at deeper and deeper and deeper levels. So that's kind of how I came into it and how I approach it. And there are so many angles to Mary Magdalene. And it's not really just about her, but it's about us. What was she learning as a spirit being? And how is she a a teacher and a mentor to us today? How can we, you know, go into her treasury and receive the information we need for our own process of spiritual growth, what some people call ascension, what I call incension, because Mm. it's inside job and it's all about yes i love that to earth and you know kind of of blooming what's within us blooming the divine within us okay so she was all about that and there were various roads um that you understand she was connected with by looking at these tech these textual fragments and that's what i what I expand out and help make revelant, relevant, excuse me, to, to all of us in my work and in this course. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. My understanding is that there are some of the,
0: the texts that were either lost or destroyed, so there's little pieces. Is that, is that true?
1: That's right. I mean, we, we don't even know what was destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we don't know what we don't know, but even that gospel of Mary has large chunks taken out Hmm. and there's various ways you can figure that out because then it references later something that must have been earlier in the text so they figure that you know there's like five pages taken out i don't know how they figured out five pages but whatever (laughs) um yeah stuff was missing and then you know some things are found with holes in them and you can't read what the word is or you know so the scholars do their do the best they can to make their way through it And it it, even still it's remarkable what's in there. And that is some of what we're gonna be, you know, what I'm looking at in this class. Oh, that's that's really exciting. Now given what is this about for us? Yes. Not just how is this interesting philosophical material like just history,
0: right? It's just history, something to read in the text.
1: (laughs) This is about like our deepest soul's desire. Mm -hmm. which is unification with the divine. That's what Mm -hmm. all of this is about. And then how do we do that? Right. Especially in this day and age, this work a day world where it's like so difficult to even get on your meditation cushion, let alone think about, (laughs) you know, incension, um, so you know that's why these these teachings and courses like this are important and accessing these beings through our own intuition as mentors is important because the information will come the tools will come the practices will come and it really is about practice. Mm, yeah that's beautiful well the,
0: there's a lot of um, leftover let's just say from my church days that I didn't they didn't really talk about or even really mention Mary Magdalene. Like, and even what I'm reading, I I just bought a, it's so funny, the whole synchronicity thing. I was at a consciousness conference and uh, JJ Hertak and Desiree Hertak were there and they have a book on the, you know, Mary Magdalene. I just started reading it. I'm not very much through it because it's a lot of commentary based on these little snippets uh, and it's very much along the lines of, you know, what you're talking about. But all I heard growing up was she was a prostitute. She was cleansed. Of demons. And then she started following Jesus. I mean, that was it. There was nothing right. else that I learned in school. So maybe you can enlighten us on what really happened, maybe? Yeah. So <laughs> let's take
1: this, those three facts, okay? She was a prostitute. What you can start finding out by putting together what's in the New Testament with what's in the Gnostic Gospels, with the larger context of understanding in, the, in that ancient part of the world is that she probably was a sacred, um, sexual priestess. Okay. And this is not a new age idea. This is based on the fact that even in the Hebrew Bible and beyond, you see that there were these sexual servant women, kind of Kadesha. All right. And, they sometimes were virgins. They sometimes seem to be sexual workers or, or something like that. And when you then when you go back into the Babylonian period, um, you find that this this role was as the farther you go back into history, the more elevated this role was until it was like at the level of the queen in mm. um Sumer where the queen was this new gig. She was a high priestess who was a prostitute, which meant that she was engaged in sexual, spiritual rituals, probably um, originally designed to have an elevated kind of conception that would happen with her consort. Okay. And then over the years, this kind of ended up degenerating into temple prostitution where men would come in, pay for pro, you know, sex and pay the temple. Like these are this is how it degenerated over time. But I think we can understand that Mary Magdalene was originally one of these and Mother Mary was one of these, but she was doing it in the celibate way. Magdalene was doing it in the way that would join with a physical partner and Mary, Mother Mary was doing it in a way that would join her her own inner being to be able to engender a child, okay, virgin birth. This is all part of a spectrum of these womb mysteries that these women were involved in. So, okay, Mary Magdalene is prostitute, maybe, but originally sacred tantric priestess okay that's what that meant then that she was cured of demons that's what it says in um luke i believe well yeah you know we all need uh entity removal you know pretty much every person on the planet needs entity removal because we have these entities hooked in to our wounds and they're the ones that get us addicted and keep us addicted and make us get all enraged with each other and see things in distorted ways, because these beings get energy from that, right? And mm-hmm. This is a part of understanding the other world, the other ecology that is parallel and feeds into the three-dimensional world, which Mary Magdalene knew well about. So did Mother Mary. So did Jesus. So did the whole Holy Family. And you can see this in these alternative gospels, okay? Okay. So Mary Magdalene probably had a depossession at some point, and I think it was, you know, one for each chakra, and that rendered her freer to be able to, to, to do her work. And then, um, so it, it was what, prostitute, uh, demons, and then what was the third thing that you say that you said that you learned about her in? in oh, um, let's see, uh, that she was Jesus's, uh, well, oh. uh, yeah, she, oh. some
0: people say that she was his wife and, but some okay. other people say that he, she was, that was not what I just said, but I just remembered. <laughs> some oh, people say some, that she's the number one awesome. apostle, the best student. Yeah, the
1: number one apostle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because she was at the cross and she was the one in the canonical gospels who comes and tells everybody that the resurrection has happened, that Jesus has gone rainbow body. We don't see his body anymore. Okay. And so that indicated she had a pretty high status with him. Well, what we see in the Gnostic Gospels is it's way more than that. First of all, she was there because she was applying the sacred holy oils to the anointing, you know, to the body at the death portal to help that body, it would be myrrh, to help that soul go into the other world. Secondly, you know, she was very close to Jesus. The Gnostic Gospels tell us that she, Mother Mary, and Mother Mary's sister, Another Mary was always around Jesus. Okay. And the Gnostic Gospels tell us that not only was she the one who was always listening to Jesus and had a way higher perception of what he was saying than all the other apostles, and he praised her for that, but that he kissed her. And there's a way the text is written where you can understand. She's being shown to be his sacred consort, and he's being shown to be hers. Mm. That they are engaged in a marital type of situation. Okay. And I've others have written about that. I'm writing about that in my forthcoming book about Mother Mary and my second book on Mother Mary. So that's how you can blow out all those original, very diminished. It's like leaves from a tree that came down and crunched up version of mother of Mary Magdalene. And you can just plump it up, put it back on the tree and go, wow, that is some woman.
0: Mm, that's so super interesting i like i said i didn't get through the her textbook yet and they're just commenting on the various different pieces and one of the things that uh when we talked about the whole uh, prostitute thing was that they mentioned uh mary a number of times but they actually don't mention that it's the same person because there's mary was like Joan Smith, like everybody's Jane Smith. Right. So um, and like there was a Mary Magdalene that was cleansed of seven demons. And then there was Mary, the prostitute. But they didn't actually say that Mary Magdalene was the prostitute. If you look at the original text. So I I didn't get very far in the book, but
1: that was like, oh,
0: well, that's interesting.
1: Actually, the New Testament does not say that. What it says is that there was a woman who anointed Jesus feet or head in two different stories with nard or myrrh And that basically she was a fallen woman. You can make an argument that this was Mary Magdalene by piecing together various things from the other gospels. And Mm. that's what Margaret Starber did. did. That's Ah. what um, one of the popes did as well. He put them all together and said, oh, that was Mary Magdalene. Therefore, she was a prostitute. Therefore, this, that, and the other thing. Um, So uh there's argument whether these are all the same mary or whether they're all different marys but the point is that one way or another you can discern in the gnostic sources that magdalene was consorted with jesus and that um okay right and so um i think the prostitute thing it 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 comes in obliquely it's like a far distant memory of these Kadesha priestesses, right? On some level, those popes were picking up on it, right? And mm. so one way or another, you know, we can make these cases and we can discern and we can flesh out Mary Magdalene, okay? Um, the reason why there were a lot of Mary's is that Mary, what I found in my research is that Mary is a priestess title it in Hebrew would have been Miriam mm-hmm. or Mariam in some of the traditions, which my research going to um uh there's a book called Jesus in Egypt, I believe, and d m. Murdoch makes the case that that the name Mary comes from the Egyptian Mary, which was a title connected to Isis. It was a title of honor connected to Isis so that you understand that this Mary name came out of an Isis connection. Isis also gave divine birth. She was mother Mary's incarnation before her lifetime as Mary, according to Rudolf Steiner, for example. Mm. Okay. And so Um, the name was a priestess title. Okay. It denoted divine priestess of love and womb mysteries. Mm. That's what I have discerned in my research. That is why we have so many Marys running around the Bible. Sometimes sometimes they're actually the same person being described. Sometimes they're not, but um, what I have uncovered is that there was basically a sacred order of the Marys. Oh, that that is what we're resurrecting today. Oh, that's so interesting.
0: And is there somewhere in the research that Mary and uh, and Jesus had children?
1: Yes, though, in the stories, uh, in the legends of France, um, not that can't be traced to the texts, the Gnostic or or the canonical texts. But the legends in France persist that Mary Magdalene came with a child, Sarah Lacalie, in a boat. And um it's Margaret Starbird who makes the link. This was the daughter of. Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Okay, so there are those legends in France. And then there are um, there's Sri Kaleshwar, who's a, a late the late Hindu saint. He died in 2012. He was only on the planet for a brief time, but he claimed to have past life memory of walking with the Holy Family. And he has a different timeline, an alternative timeline that says that Jesus resurrected into India and that Mary Magdalene joined him there eventually. They had children there and that their bloodlines still continue on in throughout the planet. So whether you adhere to the timeline that Jesus resurrected body and soul went to India, because there is evidence that Jesus was in India, um, or whether you adhere to the timeline that he resurrected out of his body, maintained presence on the astral plane, and Magdalene and Mother Mary and all the others stayed around until the end of their earthly lives whatever the case may be, there's something being said about Jesus and Magdalene's union, Jesus and Magdalene's lineage. What is that all about? What does that have to do with us today? And so forth. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. My my
0: husband's uh, really into this book called The Christ Letters, and he really wanted me to to read it. Uh, He's i think reading it for the seventh time in a row it's that impactful for him so and he went through a dark night of the soul, just going through various different parts of it and at first i was like so does he talk about mary his wife right <laughs> and he's like no and i was like disappointed <laughs> but i thought well i'm gonna read it and really the book was about his mission and literally he was teaching quantum physics and so right. i
1: the guy yeah. working teaching to quantum physics yes. you just have to look at these Gnostic gospels to understand that. Now is this your atheist husband? No, this is the other Are husband. You? I divorced the okay. atheist husband. All right. So <laughs> this now one is not that... Christed
0: guy. Okay. Well. Right, right, right. And uh you know and uh, just from you know piecing together things from you know the the book that I just started to read it sounds like um, that she, Mary Magdalene, really understood what Jesus was trying to get across and what Jesus was talking about in his uh, in the Christed letters, um, which of course was channeled through an elderly woman who he said took 40 years for him to cleanse her of enough ego that he could come through properly. Um, so even though I was disappointed that he didn't mention Mary, <laughs> um, he basically said his his disciples just did not get him, like they didn't totally understand the message they were still locked into that 3d like how does this all work and the whole lamb of god and the blood and this and he's like oh i have to talk to them on that level you know and it frustrated him so for whatever that's worth uh i thought that was interesting that she was not mentioned
1: yeah but you know fill in it's like every oracle every channeler has an angle on it yeah. a piece of the elephant that they're yes touching, uh, a a a spin off of the same fractal each person brings their medicine into it based on their own knowings abilities to understand their own exposure to information their own past lives and you know proclivities right. and things like that so you kind of like read oh what does that one say what does that one say what does that one say i i actually try not to read very much in the way of channeled literature about this because i just want to stay clear and open myself mm-hmm. um to, um, to just receive directly what I'm supposed to receive, offer that out into the world. And then others can, you know, put the puzzle pieces together, however they will.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, so tell us about a little bit about the whole seven
1: mysteries. What's, what's that? So Magdalene's seven mysteries. This is what I discern from looking at her material. Um, You know, there are, first of all, as i alluded to her mystery of anointing and scent this was a high priest dysfunction using anointing oils um for for death and embalming but also using incense for opening i believe opening up people's consciousness originally i think this incense originally was laced with something you know and then they'd be like "Woo." let's go have the last supper, you know, um, which was also laced with something, right? I mean, you know, Brian Murarescu and his The Immortality Key is really, and others have really been showing what are these sacraments? They are hallucinogenic, okay? Mm, so Mary Magdalene was one of the myrrh bearing women. And so we're going to be looking at what is that mystery of anointing of oil, of scent, Okay. And how is that relevant to us today? How can we use these scents and and other means to open our consciousness, right? Um, Then there's the mystery of um, sacred marriage, as well as Mm. the mystery of the bridal chamber. Now, they sound like they're the same thing, but one is really about the mystery of uniting with the partner on a tantric level, high holy level. The other is the mystery of uniting with oneself, the mm-hmm. inner bridal chamber that is almost like—it's the prerequisite to everything else, as well as the goal, if you will—in an a, in an interesting paradox, interesting. because it's like you, in a way, need to have the total unification within to really have a sacred marriage at the highest level, right? And then if you have a sacred marriage within, you're like, I'm good. I'm <laughs> you know I. am <laughs> <laughs> I' plugged in what more do I need you know right right um, and so they're 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 complementary and mirroring inner outer uh mysteries okay and then um we've got the mystery of the mary mary sister love okay that that mystery, which is a little bit what I was just talking about um it's the mystery of the sacred heart. And that's what all these Mary priestesses embodied or aimed to embody. And then, you know, all of these mysteries have relevance in our lives. And that's where I take people in the class, right? Mm. Tools and methods for further activating this within ourselves, because we want to have all of these mysteries activated within us. Um, You know, this is, this is the purpose for many of us in this lifetime, just stating it outright. It's why you came here. You're hearing it on Karen's show. (laughs) This means you, in case you forgot. Um, And then we have um, the mystery of transforming demons. Okay. For healing Mm -hmm. ourselves. I alluded to that a little bit earlier. What are these demons? Where do we encounter them? How do they deal with us? How do they talk to us? How do we deal with them? Something pretty interesting that needs to be revealed and talked about because, you know, demons are us, you know, we're dealing with this all the time. And um, all of these unpleasantnesses and atrocities and traumas that are happening, you know, they are connected in all of these traumas that we've had in our childhood are connected in through these types of beings right it's not just that your mother or father was an sob it's that wow they were wounded and they were they were tied in with this intergenerational demonic thing that's been going Mm -hmm. on for everyone okay um there's the mystery of bringing heaven to earth that mary magdalene we hear a story that seven times a day she was doing that and what is that about how is that relevant to us? How can we bring heaven to earth seven times a day? You know, why seven? I mean, what, what does that do for our lives? And then the mystery of sacred sisterhood, um, which I found out a lot about through my research on Mother Mary and finding out her relationship with Mary Magdalene in some of Mary's biographies, which, of course, are ignored by the Catholic Church, even though they're really old. They could go back to the second century. So like authentic, kind of close to the ground information about her. An amazing high, holy master, Mother Mary, mentor to Mary Magdalene and sister guru. You know, how did they support one another? How were they around Jesus? How did they support him? And how does that medicine help us heal from our sister wounds? Be it with women in our families, women in our communities, you know um, Mother Mary as like the best mother-in-law you could want, right? Oh, that's interesting. We don't hear very
0: much in the church about the dad, about Joseph, like hear a lot about Virgin Mary and, you know, she's exalted at this level and we don't hear much about
1: the dad. No. And, and half the time you don't hear that much about Mary, Mother Mary either, (laughs) you know, so, uh, um, there's at least a statue of her. Right, Exactly. You know, you have to go into these older gospels that weren't considered official or canonical to find out about these people. Mm. And then this is why, you know, oracles will step in and they'll be like, well, I want to pull in information about that person. Okay. Here's what I'm getting. Right. Okay. Leave it. So, um, we're, right, right. Together. we're putting a lot of puzzle pieces on the table and there may not just be one puzzle. There may be multiple puzzles depending on the level of, of your own spiritual vibration and where you're at and where you're going. Okay. These puzzle, these puzzles are at layers. Ooh. Okay. Okay. That,
0: that, that makes me want to ask another question. Okay. So, (laughs) so, so there is the thought that, um, there are merge multiple timeline realities or merge may not be the right word but there are multiple timeline realities playing themselves out and and we are at this place that we are can be aware of multiple parallel timelines which have different outcomes one outcome is jesus literally died physically died on the cross the other is no he actually didn't physically lie somebody died in his place and he escaped to go somewhere else so is
1: this part of what you were talking about before yes And then there's another one, which I just mentioned, Kaleshwar says that actually Jesus did go on the cross, but he and Mother Mary had been working at these yogas through mantric practices and all this so that they knew how to sequester his soul, turn back time, and then restore him to his body. But she was using her womb chakra to do that, and he got catapulted to India. She resurrected him in the tomb mm. after his broken body was taken down. They were masters of the Siddic powers. They knew how to do Parakaya Pravesh, bring the dead back to life. Okay. Mm. So that's another layer. You know what right. I mean? Like, another puzzle. So here's the thing. The point is, what layer brings you the most medicine and the most advancement for your soul? Ah, that's how multiplicitous that this is that's how multi-dimensional this is right so what is the Mary you want what is the Magdalene you want what is the mm. Jesus you want? how do you want to be that okay mm-hmm. Magdalene you want is the Magdalene you want to be and the Magdalene you're cultivating within Maybe in a lo- another lifetime, you'll cultivate a different Magdalene or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this is so You're how saying I- it's what, what serves us
0: in this moment and it's personal to us. So no one can dictate which of these realities or storylines is absolute truth and which That's one we right. should believe in.
1: Because the archonic demonic forces will try to sequester you into one timeline that serves them. Mm. Okay. So you need to break away. I like that choice. Yeah. There's that freedom of, of choice. That's and... right. And you know what? It's even in the gospel of Philip. He's mm. like, these beings will appear to you how you are. Mm. So if you raise how you are, they appear to you higher. Interesting. Or if you are able to see them as higher, you raise yourself up as higher. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's what this is about. And that's why I'm teaching about this and providing tools and many other people are on the planet. You know. And you so know. people will feel called,
0: right? Like they'll they'll feel a calling or resonance with going, oh, I, I need to lean in because this this feels right for me to, right. to learn this. Other people would be like, eh, I don't know. It's not my thing.
1: Not my thing. You know, I'm over here with this tradition, or you know. Yeah. And that's fine because there's so many peoples and traditions and medicines all over the world this isn't necessarily one that has to be adhered to for everyone. It's these are um, beings that are helpful to people who feel the vibration of them in their own harp. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and know based on lifetimes and agreements and contracts. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to listen to right now. That's for my growth. Ah, uh, Yes. Yes. But somebody in whatever country and whatever culture may not be on this path of the Sophia Christ, you know, but they might have an equivalent that's just in different names. Right. (laughs) That's the really interesting part of it.
0: Right, so so yeah, because uh, people will often say you know the Christ grid or Christ consciousness, and and so for those maybe cultures that don't necessarily talk about Jesus or talk about Christ, what you're saying is that there is a it, it's the same thing in a way, but it's it's maybe a different name or um, it's still that same elevated uh, grid or frequency.
1: Yeah. You know, anything that has an esoteric tradition is eventually going to meet up with this or mm. is already there with the same type of information, maybe called a different thing. Quantum physics, whatever. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and and what about Egypt? Uh, I just remembered that there is some talk that Jesus may have been in the sarcophagus of Egypt and maybe Mary Magdalene even traveled there with him. So do you know anything
1: about that? You know, that would be, um, I don't know if there are legends in that regard that we can find in the ancient lore, or if that is revelation um, by contemporary people. To my knowledge, I don't find it in the texts, Mm. but it certainly is interesting because we know that you know, in the Hebrew, the Hebrew tradition was very much connected with Egypt. We know that through Moses and the whole story of Sarah and Hagar and, you know, everything that was going on with them. Um, Would it be a surprise that they went down there? No. You know, um, in in India, though, they do apparently have uh, evidence that Jesus was there at some point. I am not privy to what that evidence is, but it's, I don't know if it's in rock carvings or texts or what it's in. So, um, but also given that, you know, if we do accept that Mother Mary and potentially Magdalene were in, reincarnates of Isis, and Isis is an Egyptian deity, um, it could well be that there was a lot of activity around those worlds or those timelines or you know and then we're also starting to enter into egypt as remnant of atlantis mm-hmm. right so then it's like wow you know once we get off planet with this story <laughs> what star <laughs> systems do are we talking about
0: right right i have a girlfriend uh, who you know is connected to off world beings and they told her that jesus is actually an
1: off-world being that's right of course he was (laughs) you know they all were and and then they get identified with certain star systems but what i understand is that because they are holographic Hmm. they they are expansions of divine christ sophia so you could see them as coming from Sirius. You could see them as coming from the Pleiades. You could see them as coming from Lyra, Andromeda. It's not untrue. Mm. It's all kind of true because there's a resonance of them in all of those places. Mm, yes, I see what you mean. Absolutely. It is source creator, goddess, perhaps.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you before we you know, close for today is around the whole idea of virgin birth. I, this may or may not have anything to do with Magdalene per se, but can you tell us it a little does. bit about that? It does. Okay.
1: Yes. I've, I've discovered in my, in my recent book that I'm finishing. Um, yes. By virtue of her being a tantrica, she was in the lineage of women who knew the conception mysteries the conception mysteries included divine birth done either through sacred marriage, high rituals or virgin birth Parthenogenesis (sighs) like they were on the same lineage. And mother Mary was virgin birth Parthenogenesis. Mary Magdalene was virgin birth, sacred marriage. That's what I have pieced together from this whole thing. So that's something more I, I talk about in the class like what is the evidence and what does this mean and what does this mean for us mm-hmm. it's all about resurrecting our own womb powers as women and what are the tools for that and Sri Kaleshwar provided he received from the the sands of time the the ancient palm leaf manuscripts the tools the mantras and the yantras for women to resurrect their wombs so that's a part of the dialogue too
0: and resurrecting their wombs can you extrapolate a little bit more of what that means
1: clearing them of energies we don't want that we've accumulated in this and other lifetimes hmm. and intensifying the power of of our wombs through these mantra practices that allow us ah. to become healers healers at a distance healers on in person um and influencers of reality ah you know, oh, masters. okay okay masters, masters of the three dimensional world mm-hmm. purposes of spiritual
0: service oh, that's beautiful, so tell us more about the course in terms of like you know um you know the time commitment uh you know how often people are learning or meeting with you, or is it recorded, is it live, et cetera right. they start right, right in
1: February. Right, so um, as of this, um, this show coming out, we will have two more live uh, of the five. Each one, each of the five modules is an hour and a half. And then we have a bonus call, um, which is a sacred sister who has gone to France and gleaned some of the energies and information is sharing those transmissions. Um, there's, there's optional playwork. And there's an optional cacao ceremony at the end of this month of March um, 2023 that people can enroll in either with the course or separately that is going to be dedicated to Magdalene, connecting with Magdalene. Because when we use sacred cacao, it is one of the most friendly heart and mind openers on the planet, Mm. and we are able to access deeper levels of information that are also focused on heart information, okay? So um, that's coming up. And and um, for those who want to catch any of that live and for others who are coming at other times, this is available in replay, you know, on into the future, um, you can register, you can enjoy the course and mm. move along with it at a self, self-paced manner. Okay, that's great. I mean, some people definitely...
0: Practically, have how much homework is there? You
1: know, like no, it, 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 first of all, the homework is optional, and second of all, it's just practices and stuff that's designed to help you expand your Christ Sophia self, you know, or get introduced to it wh- wherever you are with that um, for your own process of soul evolution. As well as the practicalities, the, the practical ramifications this will have in your life. Being able to be more loving, being able to be more resilient, being able to be more giving, being able to be more clear, wise, have better boundaries, right? Mm. Being able to be more of a teacher if you want that, right? So it's, it's meant to enhance where you are right now and where you're going. And right. so people do not have to have had
0: any support you know, spiritual practice before coming no. in or be no. a teacher or anything like that before coming no, in. This
1: is just introducing you to a new angle, a new entry point for this, this body of spiritual knowledge. And it's for, it's for everybody. And all you have to go is do is go to seven sisters, mystery com slash Magdalene, Um And you will see it. And there's also a free video that I have where I explain more about her mysteries and why I'm connected with, you know, Mary Magdalene, my own journey with her a little bit. Um, and yeah, just sign up and.
0: Okay. Well, I have two questions that it's intuiting this downloading to me here. Number one is, uh, You know, what about men? Is this relevant to them? And number two is if someone, a female, has like sexual problems that could be generational or interdimensional, uh, sexual pain, there's a lot of women out there uh, with uh, sexual pain and womb issues, Uh, would that be at all helpful for them even physically?
1: First of all, yes, it's open to men. Because of course, when we're learning about these mysteries, we want to learn about the feminine aspect of them and the masculine aspect of them, whatever our sex. If we're women, we want to have that self-identification and that mentorship. And if we're men, we want to have that ability to be in awe and honoring the feminine and then vice versa, you know, for the sexes. And then there are people who, you know, don't identify with necessarily the binaries, but you find your own medicine in it, right? What is the bridal chamber for that, for you? Um, And for women who have womb issues and pain, yes, this is a direct line into Tools and methods that will help you. If not these specific tools from this class, I lead you directly to the Holy Womb Chakra teachings, which are the set of teachings that Kaleshwar brought in from the ancient palm leaf manuscripts, that is the full roster of the mantras and what you need to do over how long of a period to do this clearing, cleansing, clearing, cleansing, and create this miracle space in your life, because it will. And then, you know, in addition to that, of course, I'll be mentioning some of the other resources we have and things that I've done with some of the beautiful starseed sisters like Z earth star and indigo angel. Um, We collaborated together on a healing the womb three, you know, and and so both of those women are providing resources and methods for women to address their womb issues, um, release themselves of whatever negative energies are there. And come into the healing spiritually, physically, sexually, and emotionally of the womb, because that is really a core aspect of the woman that has gone missing that has been veiled, and that really needs to be restored
0: yes i believe so as well i think probably one of my lives i may have been you know one of those high priestess to, i don't remember any of it i really don't <laughs> uh but it just seems like it's of there's like this twinkle of knowing or a twinkle of something that is there uh that's resonating so it's fascinating
1: yeah uh-huh. that's, that's fascinating
0: cool. so if you could share the uh, uh the website again so for folks interested. Yeah
1: seven and it's spelled out s-e-v-e-n sisters plural mystery school.com slash magdalene m-a-g-d-a-l-e-n-e and um if you miss the magdalene spelling just go to seven sisters mystery and you'll be able to see it under you know online courses Oh, that's fantastic. Um, and where else can they connect with you besides your website? Um, that's really the best way. But if you want um, directly to email me, for example, you can email us at Dove, D-O-V-E, at sistersofferings.com And the seven is spelled out again. Um, and that will go to my team and they will field that for me or, you know, if you wanted to request request information. But if you go around to the website, there's so much rich material there. You'll be like a kid in a, in a candy store. And of course, where I'm on Instagram, Marguerite Regaliozo. I'm on YouTube, Marguerite Regaliozo channel. Um, and I'm on Facebook as Marguerite Regaliozo, as well as Seven Sisters Mystery School. We have a page. So you can check out any and all of that. We have I have um, YouTubes and I do a YouTube live each month. Usually around the, the fourth Friday, and you know many other resources that people can have to access their own inner their own inner path.
0: Oh, that's beautiful! Well, thank you so much, Marguerite, for being here today and for being on Light Warrior Radio. So many questions have been answered. <laughs> I so appreciate the work that you do, all the research you've done, and what you are doing to help men and women around the world with your path. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And thanks everyone for listening in until next
1: time. We'll see you back on light warrior radio. Bye for now, everyone.